well, we can uh, we can get started here a little bit. So, when uh, when did you know music was going to be a part of your life? I don't know. That's like a it's a really good question. It's, I mean, it, it feels kind of cheesy to say always, but like always, I always for as long as I can remember was like really into music, like as a listener. Uh, I feel like maybe as music being a part of my life like in a band was a lot later than most people uh i like really didn't put i like at one point in like middle school when i really loved green day convinced my dad to buy me uh, an ibanez bass at a garage sale but i like i wasn't like immediately good at it so i just quit <laughs> like so like everybody does basically and then like uh, senior year of high school, I some friends like wanted to play some covers at like the high school talent show, so I did that. <laughs> Hell yeah! Uh, what did y'all play? Um, we did like the you know the song "Take Me Out" by Franz Ferdinand. Okay, and that's that some song. Cool bass. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to that song the other day, and I was like, wow, I should like relearn this. This rules. <laughs> uh, we did like that, and I think like maybe a Pearl Jam song. 90s like oh we did a sublime song there's the, uh, the yeah. sky yeah <laughs> yeah and then so i mean that and i played in that like cover band and thought it was fun and then we all graduated college and moved away and then i was wasn't in a band for like a year then we started gray matter and then it's been my actual first band really <laughs> damn that that's badass i've i've been listening to uh to y'all a lot and um I saw like a live show, like a basement or like, I don't. Yeah, think... the, the basement, that's like a, a radio show on the Michigan State. Yeah, dude, that that's radio. super solid. It's um, it's crazy. Like, I, I wish I would have found y'all earlier, too, because you combine so many like elements of music and like just scars, like the heartbeat of it. But you can hear everything else. Um, thank you yeah yeah well I guess we'll just skip ahead a little bit since we're talking about uh gray matter but like so you started that band uh kind of it was so originally we were a five piece uh and we were just gonna be kind of like a hardcore band because I was like I kind of like so basically what had happened was Mac and Nick Mac sings in gray matter and plays guitar on the records and Nick plays drums. Uh, I like knew those two from their high school bands because there was like a lot of high school bands around uh, and both of their bands kind of broke up at the same time. And I like lied a little bit and was like, hey, I play bass, let's start this like band together. And then I like showed up for like our first like band practice with those two and was just like, all right, I have this bass, what, what should I play? And I just remember Mac being like, okay, uh and then like through that we started writing songs what was the question i feel like i lost the question <laughs> uh, it's okay just like uh just how y'all started oh yeah just that just everybody's high school band kind of broke up at the same time yeah uh and so like i was listening to a little bit of your stuff on Bandcamp, and y'all had like a keyboard and stuff when you first started yeah so yeah just the uh, hardcore vibes kind of yeah, the keyboard player, our old keyboard player Will was in Mac's uh, band before also. Uh, and Will played violin in that band. And it was just like, there were like a lot of local hardcore bands that we liked and kind of wanted to sound like, but then also didn't want to sound just like. Uh, and I think at first the keyboard, because the keyboard was kind of like the solution for that. 
Um, and then we kind of branched into Scott from there eventually, I think. Yeah, what was, uh, I guess, like, what was your, like, why did you go towards ska from, from the hardcore kind of beginnings? Um, I think that a lot of it initially was Mac, because he, uh, like, I liked, like, Less Than Jake and Real Big Fish and kind of, like, a lot of the, like, third wave stuff, uh, and he was the one that was, like, check this band out and show me, like, uh, or uh, show me like fatter than Albert and a billion Ernie's and bands like that. Oops, just opened something on my computer. Um, so I think that Mac was the one that like, especially back then when like it was Mac and Nick writing a lot of the music, Mac would be the one that would just throw upstrokes into something. <laughs> and like that just started happening kind of more and more. And I remember being at a practice and being like, I think that we should like call our band like a ska band. And I don't think, I think Nick didn't want to. <laughs> because we were like going by experimental hardcore for a long time Mm -hmm. uh and then like if i just started calling our band a ska band and if you say it enough it sticks (laughs) and it's just now we are ska band (laughs) hell yeah um so when did you like start incorporating like ska bass or were you kind of like learning or practicing that on the side uh so i it's funny i like played bass I had a bass um, and like the the whole genesis of this band has just been me learning how to play bass basically. <laughs> like if you go back and listen to the older recordings, um, a lot like the first like three or four releases we did, like Nick and Mac wrote all bass lines because they were teaching me how to play bass. Uh, and that was like how I got good. I got good enough to play like ska bass was that like Mac and Nick would just keep writing parts that were too hard for me. So I would like learn these harder and harder parts and then I was better at it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a way to learn, way to practice. Um, So when did you, like, when did your love for ska music or when did you just start becoming like a fan of ska music? Um, I I really loved it for a long time. Um, My dad really likes like the specials. I remember listening to a lot of the specials growing up. Um, And then, like, one of my best friends growing up, her, like, cousin by marriage was Chris from Less Than Jake. So that was, like, she was just, like, check this band out on MySpace or whatever. (laughs) So I did, and I, like, liked that, and I just, like, listened to it because it was, like, what was around. So, like, for a long time, yeah, I've always really loved Ska. Oh, yeah, that's real cool. My dad, um, my dad really liked, like, weird music for some reason, like, industrial music and whatever. Hmm. But for whatever reason, he had Mighty Mighty Boston's. And, nice. uh, like, I just was hearing that, and my mom really, like, No Doubt. So nice. I think early on, like, Tragic Kingdom, No Doubt and stuff was embedded in my brain. But yeah. just kind of like you, I had, like, a hardcore, or it was more metalcore, I guess, however, whatever core I was in in the, in town, and then... It's like, I just want to play ska music. <laughs> yeah, we, in the, the little scene that we came up in, there was, like, so much metalcore. I, like, in, like, high school, I, like, liked ska and hardcore, but, like, if you wanted to go to a show, you just had to go see metalcore. Yeah, I, I and mean, it's that way here still. We just, like, a bunch of metal bands. There's, like, maybe, maybe, like, 10-ish ska bands, but, like, all of the members that are in my band are also in those other ska bands. So it's just yeah. like, you're yep. going to go see a show with like half of the members from this band that are also the half from that or whatever. Yeah. But it's, 
around here now, instead of all metalcore bands, it's all emo bands, <laughs> which, you know, it's better, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, how, how are, like, what's the music scene like now, like, during this pandemic? Do y'all still have venues that have shows or no? Uh, not anything that I've seen, thankfully. Um, I, there, I feel like right when the quarantine hit, there was, like, a lot of people doing the live stream thing. Uh, it seems like that's maybe slowed down. I also kind of deleted my Facebook right at the beginning of stuff, so I might just be missing a lot of that stuff. But yeah, since quarantine happened, not a whole lot going on around here, which I think is kind of nice. I don't know. I mean, it's like I miss stuff, but also I wouldn't go to a show right now. So <laughs> yeah, I feel the exact same. Um, like one of the first shows that I've seen was this past Saturday some venue had a show but it was like table like seating only like it was kind of like a restaurant or they wanted yeah. to make it like a restaurant feel but still a show but I still it's still like pretty dangerous right now I think yeah Michigan also has had throughout this um less so lately but pretty strong like mandate state mandates about like capacity and stuff um I know that they're, at least in Lansing, most of the venues here, I mean, there's one one closed because of COVID, so the two venues that are left here are both small and cool. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, dude, and uh, today our Texas governor oh, said Oh, everything's that, open again, yeah. Uh, yeah, next, <laughs> oh, next Wednesday. Nice. So if you're listening to this on March 10th, Texas is going at a – 100% capacity, no mask required. It's absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, it's a very, I'm sorry. It's very yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's just really up to people to wear your mask and do do your part. You can still, just because there's no mandate doesn't mean you don't have to wear it or you can't wear it or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anyways, enough <laughs> of that that kind of stuff. Um, so it's been about a year since y'all released uh, Climbing Out. Yeah, we so we actually released it the day that Michigan shut down, uh, March thirteenth. I'll never forget it. Oh, <laughs> uh, how do you how do you feel about that album? Like, how was the recording process? Uh, it was really fun to record. You know, it was it felt really good. I was kind of worried about it. I feel like going into that record, I specifically was kind of I was playing in another emo band, uh, and was like real busy. So, uh, going into it was pretty stressful, but actually getting through it was great and easy we uh recorded recorded with rick johnson from mustard plug hell yeah yeah and we have uh done our last few things that we recorded with rick and like i mean at this point we're friends with rick <laughs> rick knows how to make our band sound good so it's just <laughs> easy to, easy to record um when y'all are writing like music like that what's kind of your thought process um like how are you incorporating these other styles into your songs um, it always starts out kind of usually like probably like 70% of the time uh, it'll start with an idea either from Nick or Mac. They're still, those two are still the primary songwriters, I would say. Um, every once in a while I'll have an idea and it's all right. But those two, those two are really like, I feel really lucky to be in a band of those two because I think that they are really are both kind of geniuses uh but like mac will come in with an idea and it's really fun to watch those two 
because like Nick went and has like a degree in music, like a percussion degree, I think from central Michigan. So it's like really fun to watch those two figure stuff out. And then I get to just sit there and be like, what if we just add like a crazy breakdown right here? And then it's like, everybody laughs and then we try it. And then it's on the record. Hell yeah. Is there any song in particular that sticks out where you had a, a saying like that? Yeah. The, I got back from uh, a tour uh, from that, with that emo band that I was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were called the Phonely Phonely. I still love those guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like Nick and Mac had been writing uh, and it was a song that became Greet Death uh, and there's the the part in that song where that riff like that intro riff was just at the beginning and I got back and like Mac I think that was like in that song one time at the beginning and I was like yo we have to like do this a million times and put it back at the end that riff is like so good uh, oh, yeah. and now it's how it is on the record That that's badass I love you know just writing in general but also being spontaneous at a studio um so i know bad time records help put that out uh how did how did that happen uh so our trombone player uh kenny they joined uh pretty soon after we had got the masters back for the new record and uh we were like kind of unsure what we were gonna do um we like got those masters back and then did like a west coast tour uh and i we met uh tommy and fern from um no time records and like we're talking about maybe doing it there and we were talking about doing it with uh mike because kenny knew mike because kenny was in like a billion ernie's (laughs) uh and like a bunch of like a million other ska bands playing trombone uh so like it just ended up working out with um bad time and it's been great mike's been so great yeah yeah uh, like i i think right now bad time probably i i think a lot of the newer ska bands like are on bad bad time like bad time's a place to go for for new ska music oh definitely and it's it's been great i mean it's been great for us i feel like had we like put that record on ourselves, which was like kind of how it was starting to look like it was going to go. Uh, I feel like we would have really had a bad, bad time. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad, glad I went through uh, with bad time. It seems to be, be looking pretty cool. The music again, just sounds so great and phenomenal. Like I, I wish we could have played with y'all. Um, but when, you know, when it opens up and Texas is back, like, I can get you for sure. And yeah, see you on time, Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just got a week. Y'all can come through. It's 100%. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, no, that, that'll be fun. Uh, but what, so what do you think about like ska music today? What's your just take on it? Uh, I think it's like a really exciting time to be a person that likes ska. Um, as because I mean, I play in a ska band and I also like really love the <laughs> genre. Uh, <laughs> And it's, there's just like, I feel like it's never really been this exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, de- I, I agree for sure about that. Yeah, there's, uh, we're not the only ska band in Lansing anymore, <laughs> which is like incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was talking to uh, Ben from Big D and the Kids Table, and I kind of asked him the same question. And he said that arguably he thinks that there are more, ska fans now than there has ever been like how do you feel yeah i uh i watched that interview it's very good 
Um, I think that I that could be could be. I see what he means. I think it's like hard to like because. I think that there are like probably more people that like love ska now than there were during the third wave or whatever versus like then I'm sure there were more people that knew what ska was then but I it feels like now like if you like listen to ska now you fucking love ska I, I would definitely agree I think uh you know ska even like has its own kind of little niche like on social media and stuff i think uh scotty network Mm -hmm. definitely helped uh bring that like i love their work um jeremy like posts about our band on twitter and we get like (laughs) 20 to 50 followers every time that's some that's amazing uh it's so wild that like jeremy is is like a sky influencer in a in a way and it's so great it's so great because it just brings people up into new you know to find new bands um same thing with being like on social media and stuff you have your scar nah twitter (laughs) yeah twitter handle how how did you come about that um it started as kind of a joke uh i for a long time just on my twitter i was trying to get rivers cuomo to admit if he likes scar or not (laughs) Cause there's uh, this like uh, like live solo record you did at a record store in like 2007 or something, uh, and they do a ska version of Buddy Holly in it. But at the beginning of it, he said, "Let's do a ska version of Buddy Holly. How does ska go?" <laughs> uh, and then like the whole thing for that uh, like show is that like everybody at the show in the record store brought an instrument so it's like a hundred people all playing like acoustic guitar and stuff Uh, and I always thought that was really funny so I kept asking him on Twitter and then we were on tour one time with a band from Michigan called Get Tall and the Ryan from Get Tall made like a bot Twitter account that like it's like once or twice a day tweets at Rivers and asks if you like ska Uh, and he's never responded but so that, I've been doing that for like a couple of years, kind of just on and off as a joke or whatever, just ask somebody famous if they like Scott Twitter. And then one time after band practice, we were at like the house we practice at watching Jeopardy. Uh, and I like, I tweeted at Ken Jennings and asked. I like tweeted and I was like, does anybody on here know how to get a hold of at Ken Jennings? I have a really important question. And he replied, and he's like, I know how to get a hold of them. And I was like, all right, do you like ska? And then he replied, uh, capital no, it's really bad. <laughs> Damn. I know. And I was like, all right, well, I just got fucking dunked on by Ken Jennings. Uh, so I'm going to go make a different Twitter account so this at least isn't happening to, like, my face on Twitter. Uh, and that was when that night we made the, I made the, that ska account. Uh, man, I, I would see... Uh... I would see your account just pop up like randomly. I hadn't been following. I just saw, saw it. And um, I, I know recently I saw the Xbox one with Master Chief, <laughs> uh, Master was- Chief like Scott. <laughs> yeah, that one was uh, one of the funniest ones, I think. Yeah, that, that was super great. Or, or what are you, some of your other favorite like responses? Um, I do really think now knowing, because uh, Ken Jennings sucks. <laughs> he's like not funny, bad dude on Twitter, or whatever. Uh, so it's really funny that he said no because he's one of the only people that said no. Uh, 
so that always makes me laugh that he said no. A different guy from Jeopardy, uh, whose name is Buzzy Cohen, said yes. So I feel happy about that. Like somebody on Jeopardy likes Ska. <laughs> uh elvis costello a couple days ago oh, i saw that so <laughs> that one is really funny to me because i asked him i like tweeted at him and asked him and for whatever reason like he instead of replying to my tweet asking him he replied to the pinned tweet that was the xbox tweet <laughs> yes i saw that too i was like Man. So it just looks like on Twitter, for no reason, Elvis <laughs> Costello replying to Xbox with that video of it was like the Scatolites or something. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. Like, someone show them how to use Twitter. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a side note, so my band, uh, Young Costello, we kind of took it from Elvis Costello a little bit. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our first name was going to be Young Fonzarelli, but that sounds kind of weird, so we went with Costello um <laughs> both honestly both are good yeah yeah i'm happy i'm i think i'm happy we stuck with costello because it's a little easier yeah than, uh... i get that <laughs> um oh, i saw big e uh yeah that was, to you. that was really cool i'd asked big e a lot of times <laughs> like i think maybe more than anybody else just because I, he seemed like he would reply and then like somebody i tweeted about it and then somebody else retweeted it and added him and they like he replied to that tweet and i was like all right (laughs) yeah um so do you like wrestling are you a wrestling fan uh i did a lot growing up um and then like i uh with my i have a brother that's like nine years older than me and my brother really liked wrestling growing up too uh we lived together for a couple years so i i watched raw like and smackdown every week probably for about two and a half years from like 2013 to 2015 but uh, i haven't really watched since yeah that's cool that's cool yeah uh, so I, know you... I, I really loved it growing up but i uh, have not kept up much <laughs> like dx and the rock and stuff <laughs> yeah perfect yeah i have over here uh stone cold steve austin bobblehead up there hell yeah uh the texas rattlesnake um... yeah <laughs> bionic redneck <laughs> good <laughs> those are the nicknames man um so your shirts, your Ska Suck shirts, where, where did those come from? Um, well, so I had, like, joked about it on Twitter a little bit. I did a poll just trying to, like, see what people would think was funny. Um, and then I fucked up a form on my unemployment this year, like, for the last extension. Uh, and so the state government was asking for all of the money I got back, which was $17,370.39. Oh, uh, which thankfully I've like, I called last week and was on the phone for like four hours and like got it mostly sorted out. <laughs> uh, it still is like the, the website still says that I owe that money, but like, I'd like file a protest. This is boring, whatever. <laughs> I don't actually owe the government that much money, but until that gets processed, I won't get any more unemployment payments and mm-hmm. I've been laid off because of COVID. So I was like, all right, well, people thought that dumb shirt idea I had was funny. <laughs> so like, going to sell some shirts to make some money, I guess. Because uh, we had done like a run of Grey Matter shirts just for something to kind of do. And they yeah. sold pretty well. So I was like, all right, uh, I can't. I could do that again. But that money gets split seven ways if we decide to do that. So yeah, the Scott Band. My, right. I'll make shirts for my dumb Twitter brand. Hell yeah. Um, I had to get one of I'm stoked for it. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm excited with how they turned out. I think that we might do. I keep saying we because I'm so used to like being in a band and like talking about band stuff. Uh, I'll probably do another one in a couple months too. I figure every every like three or four months I might drop like a new funny shirt. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's gonna be this gonna be awesome. Uh, so let's talk about I guess some gear. I see you, mm. you in the background. Is that? that? I see your bass in the background. Yes. Is that the one you posted earlier? Yeah, uh, that's my P bass that has a jazz bass neck and uh, is like it started life as one of those like uh, Fender fifties reissue P basses, mm-hmm. uh, and it was sunburst. And then I had a friend paint it black, and I put quarter pounders on it, and then I put uh, one of those like not badass bridges, but like the same thing, basically the off brand ones. Mm-hmm. And then I got a jazz bass neck for it, and it's basically unrecognizable, but <laughs> it's like the same wood in the same pots, but it's great. Now it's perfect. I love it. Yeah, it, it's sick. Is that um is that setup the setup you used on the album? Uh no, because I um like for this record I used a kind of a different tone than usual. Mm-hmm. Uh in the past I had just used fuzz like a fuzz pedal. I used uh a clone of a green Russian big muff, I think, on everything before. Uh, and that's fine. I like the way it sounded. I don't think it was always maybe the best thing for our band, but I think as somebody that like started playing bass in this band, I like kind of hid behind that a little bit. Uh, and I didn't want to do that. So when we recorded this record, uh, I had like showed up with that but like when we when it came time i was kind of like well uh i've been listening to a lot of this band called no means no uh and the bass tone on that record is really good so i was talking to rick about it and he's like well i have this rusty box preamp we can try this so i ended up using that and instead of my bass i played rick's like i think it also was like a, one of the 50s reissues but i think is maybe made in america I'm not sure the difference. It, I use it because it had like fresher strings on it than mine. Yeah. But I use that into the rusty box into my acoustic 370. Okay. Hell yeah. So you use a, did you also do like a direct in or you just uh, mic'd up the amp? Mic the amp. Yeah. Cause I have a, it's like kind of in the background over there. I have an acoustic 370 and then I have like the matching, that's in the closet back there. I have like the matching huge 118 cab. <laughs> Uh, and I like use that it's like so ridiculously loud that I've like played that head with the, the mansion cab like two times ever one of which was like the time that we played we like played an MSU like radio show at like an arena and it was still like kind of too loud past two uh yeah it's it sounds really good on that record I don't think I'm going to use it again on a record <laughs> just because uh, kind of impractical. You said it was 118? Yeah. It's like this 118 um, and it's got like a, a grill on the top and the bottom and the speaker face is backwards in it. And there's, so it's like a folded horn thing out the top and the bottom. Oh man. I'm not sure if I've seen that, but that, that sounds pretty uh, insane. <laughs> yeah. It's a, uh, it's really loud. <laughs> sounds good, but it's incredibly loud. Hell yeah, yeah that that sounds fun. Um, so what it, what have y'all been doing uh, as far as like writing music during this pandemic? Uh, until 
about two weeks ago, absolutely nothing. We like had our last band practice and we're like, wow, this is pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> and then like everything shut down and he's like, didn't practice because like our trombone player is a teacher and like Mac lives with his parents. So we were like trying to be careful because like, I mean, like, it's just not, it wasn't worth it for us to get sick, even if like everybody was only going to work and seeing each other. Like for a long time, the rule was like uh, gatherings of people 10 or less. Mm-hmm. And there are seven people in our band and then four other people that live in the house where we practice. So it's like, we couldn't even have practice. And also like, I didn't really want to have practice in a basement where three people are like blowing into horns <laughs> <laughs> and one person is like screaming in like an unventilated basement in like a hundred year old house. Uh, <laughs> and we had never really done the remote thing. So we were just like, well, we just put a record out. I guess we'll just cool it for now. And then as more time gets by or goes by, it is becoming more and more obvious that this is going to be a longer and longer thing. We finally were like, all right, well let's start recording some riffs and that's we have like one song that kind of exists and then like a bunch of just riffs basically in the google drive yeah um so do do all of you have like your own recording stuff yeah to various degrees i think we all about have the same everybody's got like one of these focus right things basically Nick has like a nicer setup because they record bands, but I um I just started going to the our local community college for recording, <laughs> so it's like I've just been like learning how. To, so I feel like every once in a while I send like a new demo that sounds a little bit better because I learned something new in class. Then <laughs> hell yeah, that's badass. Um, is there any way you can like listen listen to that? Are you putting anything up like online? It's just kind of just private right now private for now um i don't know what we'll do if this is going to prove to just be kind of demo ideas i like the idea of just doing another record uh we haven't super talked about it but i think it'd be kind of fun if we i mean depending on how long it is before shows come back if it's in six months maybe hanging back a little bit because we never we never even got to play like the release show for climbing out and I thought it would be kind of fun to like wait till it's safe because right now uh, one of us is vaccinated mm-hmm. out of the like six or seven other people. So once we get that taken care of, I think rather than like going back to playing a bunch of shows, um, it might be in our best interest to kind of write out this next record, record another record, and then play like a dual release show. Hell yeah. Right. Or you know, we might if COVID is so long that it's not like feasible for us to go and record, we might try to make this demo the best we can remotely and release a single. I don't know. There's so much. (laughs) Yeah. It's so wild too. Like we're just in the state where like your band does have recording stuff. Like we can still be productive at home when, without meeting technology is crazy. I know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that's cool. You're going to school. Um, and so you're going for recording, like that's your... Yeah, there are community college in Lansing uh, passed this like cool ordinance thing that makes it so if you're over 25 and live in the city without a degree, the community college is like free. 
what yeah so i've just been going because like it's free now yeah that's sick um so like i guess what's just like a takeaway so far you've got from recording class for someone who's like just trying to get into it (sighs) recording class it's I don't know if I have like a single takeaway. It's been really interesting because like a lot of my music knowledge has been really like DIY things that I've been told and just picked up from playing in bands. So like, it's really fun to like get to something that I know, but don't necessarily know why and like finding out that connecting point to like why something is that way. Um, As for my actual recording class, because I have a theory class also that I'm in. I don't know any theory before this so this is all new but like the actual recording class uh isn't too far along uh I just the way they're like uh I think using Ableton because it's both Mac and PC mm-hmm. but they're not giving us licenses so we were kind of going as far as we can in the semester before everybody downloaded the 90-day trial <laughs> so I just got the trial so I'm looking forward to getting better at Ableton <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man, Ableton's sick. You can do a lot of stuff with that. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. I'm stoked for you to continue learning. Um, do I see uh, tapes in the background? Do you have a tape collection? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a decent tape collection. I have, I have a bunch of records over here, too. Uh, for like a brief time a couple years ago, I was putting tapes out. Um, not really my thing, though, so I stopped doing it. <laughs> yeah, like kind of like a just distribution type deal uh i was just like making tapes for friends bands i did like two gray matter tapes and then like two tapes by two local bands that broke up four years ago (laughs) and then that was it cool hell yeah man um well where can people listen to uh gray matter uh it's on spotify or bandcamp whichever i put it on soul seek so if you download music illegally for free it's on there too (laughs) hell yeah what is it soul seek yeah yeah it's like the last uh peer-to-peer thing that's left and i've never even heard of that but i'm I'm gonna check it out and see what i can get a lot a lot of stuff on there uh buy your music though i guess is what i would say to people yeah for sure um so where do do you have like merch and stuff available uh we don't have any merch right now uh we have the skyrnow shirts are up on run. Uh, those will be up probably for another week, so I'm not sure when this goes, but follow Skarna. There'll be more shirts to come. Hell yeah. And uh, where can people learn more about you? Oh, I'm on Twitter. I guess that's probably the best place, at JKMTTR. Uh, that's my Instagram, too, if you want to follow me, but that's all just pictures of my dog. You can follow Skarna <laughs> also, at Skarna on Twitter, not on Instagram, though. Uh, or at Gray Matter on mine, everything. That, yeah, we have the worst band name ever, so it's always got to, uh, got to stay after it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Gray Matter am I right? Yeah, with an uh, E. Gray Matter with an E am I? Got you. All right, man. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time. I really had fun talking to you. Um, and yeah, I just just have a good day, dude. Yeah, same. Well, uh, hopefully someday we can hang out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Later, yeah. man. See ya.